This is the Think Courageously podcast. I'm your host, Deb Cummins-Stilato, and I'm here to challenge successful women like you to find the courage to make pivots so that you can ignite your life and expand your limited thinking about change. I'm a certified life and leadership coach, and I'm excited to share my stories and insights into igniting energy from within. When I was a kid, I had a poster on my wall with a quote from Helen Keller, life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. Are you ready for a daring adventure? Are you looking for the best version of yourself? If so, you're in the right place. Let's embrace the adventure of sparking potential together. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Think Courageously podcast. I'm your host, Deb Cummins-Stilato, and today I am celebrating Mother's Day week with all of you in this show, which I'm calling Living and Grieving with Courage. Now, if you've been following this podcast, you know that I just released a book with 13 other women entitled Elevate Your Voice. And this show is an extension a bit about my chapter entitled Living and Grieving with Courage. And the reason that I wanted to do this solo show today is because of some of the growth and changes that I've made in my own life around being a daughter and being a mother in the last year. And I thought that these reflections might be helpful and supportive to all of you as well. So I want to start off with just the general concept of Mother's Day and how I was actually feeling on Sunday morning when I woke up. And the answer to how, or a reflection on how I was feeling when I woke up on Sunday morning was overcome with emotional pain overcome with emotional pain on Mother's Day. This is my third Mother's Day without my mom. And the thing about grief, right, is that it hits you. It hits you hard at different times. And it hit me really hard on Sunday morning. There's something that I experience like a guttural cry. And I experienced that cry, that sobbing often um, in the first year after my mom died. I would wake up literally sobbing as hard as I could, remembering the events of her passing and the very raw grief that I was feeling. And it's kind of hard to explain the level of pain that that grief feels like, but it is about as deep into my soul as it can possibly be. So I woke up on Sunday morning with this overwhelm. And the first thing that my mind told me to do was to find a picture of my mother, but to find a picture, which many of you have seen, of my mother, my daughter, and myself. Because my grief story is really a love story. It's an intergenerational love story about the incredible love that I had for my mom that has just enveloped uh, my love for my daughter and our relationship in a profound way. So the first thing I did was look for a picture. And the picture that I found was a really special picture to me. 
The picture was the three of us, my mom and Allie and myself, on the last day that the three of us were together, right? When we're taking pictures, and my book talks an awful lot about snapshots, when I'm begging people to take pictures um, at events and parties, I always do so because I do see my life in these snapshots. And thank God I had somebody take a picture of the three of us that day. That day was an incredibly special day for the three of us. Um, at that time, Allie was living in Brooklyn and she was part of a co-working space called The Wing. And so the three of us uh, went to The Wing that day. My mom and I drove in from Pennsylvania to The Wing. And I remember so many things about that day. The traffic was terrible that day. It was terrible. And my mom and I really laughed about that traffic, which is hard to do when you've been in New York City traffic. And then we spent an hour or so with Allie showing off uh, the wing, this really incredible uh, co-work space that has books in it from the floor to the ceiling, all color-coded, similar to my own bookshelf. And we sort of took that in, mom and I took that in because we were so proud of Allie. It's, the wing is a very feminist space and, you know, everything that was on the walls that day was speaking to our core values and our who and what we believe about women and our power in the world. And then the second part of our day was going for this wonderful lunch um, in Brooklyn under what's called, um, it's in Dumbo under the Brooklyn Bridge on the water. And I remember having such spaciousness at that lunch. We were enjoying our moments together. As you can tell, just evoking that memory is pretty heavy duty for me because as the universe would have it, it was our last day together, the three of us. And so it's such a treasured memory. So I wanted that picture to remember that day. And I remember on this Sunday, finding that picture and posting it on my Facebook page. Um, and as a matter of fact, I'm going to give myself um, some self-compassion and use that as my screensaver on my desktop because it really evokes such an incredibly special memory. But what happened for me in that morning on Sunday was also something that um, I experience often, which is an intense empathy, an intense empathy for women all over the world as sort of a global mom philosophy that there are so many people in the world who are struggling with changes in their relationship, both as mothers and daughters. And I was so touched this week to see Jill Biden um, sharing Mother's Day in the Ukraine, because again, so many of those children and so many of those women have had to change their own personal relationship with motherhood. If you've lost a mother in the last few years, you're figuring out how you can change your relationship with the person that you might have lost. And that's kind of an interesting concept for me that I learned uh, last year or two years ago on my journey to Woodlock, which that story is featured in my book chapter. And what I learned is that, um, you know, I've really gotten in touch with my spiritual side and I know 
for me, my relationship with my mother, she's still here with me. We're just in a different kind of relationship. And that has given me so much peace. But I think the other thing is those of us who are parents to adult children also are constantly redefining our relationship with them. And for me, I think this year has been an especially wonderful year in my personal relationship with my daughter. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm listening more and advising less um, or because we're walking on similar paths that my relationship with Allie has just gotten even better. Like, how grateful am I for that? It's like the best thing in my whole life. She is the best thing in my whole life. And so, you know, above my desk is a chime with three stars and the moon on it with a little bell. And the reason I have that in my office is because when um, Allie and I connected with mom last year through a medium, um, she talked about a bell and I didn't have a bell in my office. So I have this mobile hang mobile hanging from my ceiling fan. And so I feel like the two of them are, you know, part of me and part of my business and part of my own growth, which is amazing. But I also just really want to acknowledge how much courage it takes to be in a place where you're redefining your relationship with your mother, whatever age you're in, right? And redefining who you show up as, as a daughter. You know, as mothers get older, we hope that our daughters will become a part of our aging process, right? It's kind of scary, but it is part of the deal. It's just not something that we generally talk about. So I was feeling a great sense of empathy that day. And I was also feeling really celebrational for all the posts, all the amazing posts that I was seeing on Facebook that day. So that's a little bit of context for the actual Mother's Day piece of things. But there's something else that I wanted to share with you because it's been a really incredibly powerful experience for me um, this month which is this month, um, I worked with a woman. Her name is Shauna Blue. She's going to be on the podcast next week. I can't wait for you to meet her. I'm so excited. Um, and she is a fifth level Reiki master. And, you know, she is a witness to um, connecting people to their past. So I guess one would say she's a medium, but I would absolutely say for me, what happened in my time with her was that there was a huge shift and insight into my um, energy. My, my energy being different than the levels of energy we talk about, but my body's energy and my chakra energy and all of those things that I'm just starting to learn about. I'm just starting to awaken to these other ways that things show up for us and our mind-body connection. And I had scheduled this Reiki session with Shauna when I was having some really intense neck pain, which I've been able to work through a bit. Um, but then for some reason, I started having some back, lower back pain. And so we were really able to focus in the Reiki session about that and lots to share about that um, at another time. But I did want to talk about something that happened in that session with my mom that was super important in terms of um, an energy shift. So 
the first thing was that something shifted for me in my relationship with my mom that day around mutual forgiveness. And I'm going to call it self-compassion with each other. And, you know, in a very selfish way over the years, I've thought to myself that how could my mom, if you believe in a divine universe and you believe in the source, how could my mom have put me through this experience um, of being with her in this complete traumatic event? And I suppose there was a part of me very deep inside that Shauna was able to access for me that created a forgiveness capacity, both for me around what happened that day, but also for my mom, because I had a certain level of guilt that day uh, because I hadn't gotten there sooner, because I hadn't done something sooner, because I wasn't in a good mood the night that she died. And all of that is in my chapter in um, Elevate Your Voice. So you can read more about it there. But I think this element of forgiveness has been so incredibly important and such a massive, massive release for me in the last 10 days since being with Shauna. So that's one of the first lessons. And how I want to share that with all of you is what do you need to forgive yourself as a parent and need to forgive yourself as a daughter? I think those things are interesting. Like they're intertwined in such a powerful way. So I'm posing that question for you around how you can think courageously around that topic. The second piece is, um, you know, again, if you read the book and if you've heard me talk about my mom, I will say that my mom was very critical of me. Um, and with her passing, something happened, which was that I have been able to let go of the self-editing for 55 years, 56 years, I did so much editing of who I was to please her. And I never understood this because I'm going to say that I was a fantastic daughter. I was a fantastic daughter. And I know that because I've taught my daughter had to be a fantastic daughter. And so much of that came from my mom. And to me, being a fantastic daughter was really around showing up and always being there and my daily check-ins with my mom and a weekly visit with my mom. No matter what was going on in my life, I made very intentional time with my mother. And I think this is so important in how we live our grief journey, like no regrets for me on the kind of daughter that I was. But I could never understand, I could never understand why she was so critical of me. Like no matter what I did, I felt like I wasn't enough. And one of the things that came up in this Reiki session was perhaps my mom was jealous of me. And I know that might sound a little egocentric, but you know, I have always been the whimsical child. I was always the, played the role in my family of the jokester of the wild child, of the person who would dance in the street, of the person who would open the windows and let my hair blow in whatever way that I could and not caring about my vanity um, and attracting, you know, some amazing people into my life and having the kind of success that I, I have had. 
And so when I thought about that, like that was such a significant aha for me that perhaps it was my mom's own insecurities that created that jealousy. It was a powerful shift because I always felt that she thought she was better than me, that she was smarter than me, that she had more degrees than me, that she had accomplished more than me. And I was always in a, you know, a level one energy about that because I had felt I'm just going to withdraw. I'm going to show up for her, but I'm going to sort of take it. I'm going to take that judgment from her. And when I can now see this differently and see that the power in reshifting my energy around giving her compassion and empathy um, now still, right, in my new relationship with her is that um, forgiveness is huge. Just my being able to forgive her for some of this is huge. So the third part of the discovery, which all ties into this um, with Shauna, was something that my mom was presenting to Shauna for me. And I love this message so much because the message was around a gold key. A gold key. And I processed it in the session, but when I had an opportunity to talk to Shauna again, I was like, what is this key about? Like, tell me more about the key. Tell me more about what she told you about the key. And the key um, represents a gift from my mother. And it's a gift for me to open the door to my own future, for me to live my own life. And um, that is like the best gift anybody could ever give me. It's the best gift she could give me. It's as if time has healed some things and in some way, I needed that permission. I needed that permission to walk through um, this new, beautiful green emerald door with the key on my neck, the key in my life, and to step into the best version of myself. And so um, I share this story with you because I just think that we need to find self-compassion and we need to find peace and wisdom in our journeys. And, you know, this conversation that I had with Shauna last week, she told me, so I'm not saying anything out of school. It was like three Reiki sessions in one time period in 90 minutes. And my body really felt it. It felt it really hard. And, uh, I ended up on Saturday night with this like funky stomach ache. And I just think it was like, you know, taking my toxicity and getting rid of my toxicity. I share this with you because I was never somebody who leaned into my relationship with the universe, whatever you want to call it, the source, my I am, all of those things before I started doing this coaching, before I started showing up for all of you. And I just want to say that it is another way to do this work. Um, it is another way to release and to be open because what I'm experiencing now is much more level seven energy, which is where I want to be because when I'm at level seven energy, I'm in a place to serve all of you in such a more powerful way. 
So I wanted to share that story with you in honor of Mother's Day and in honor of my mom, my force of nature, my guiding light, my moon and my stars, and my daughter, the love of my life, my universe, and the moon and the stars. And I hope that it certainly inspires you to think differently about your own relationships with the women um, in your life, you know, wherever you are, whatever phase of your journey in are in. Um, and so I also want to, in this show, encourage you to check out some things that I'm up to these days. So one of the things that I'm up to these days is I've opened the Pivot Project, which is group coaching for women who are seeking the courage to make pivots in their own life. Some of the similar pivots that I've made in my life. And I'm coaching around that. And the group is coaching around that. And that registration is open. Um, and you can go to my website, the Think Good Company, and you can look for that program. Um, it's under Think Good, the Think Good Company. I think it's hashtag uh, pivot. And I'm also opening up a membership site for those of you who want to start their journey in the conversation, who just want to be surrounded by other women who are working on thinking courageously. There's information on my website about that also. So if you want, um, if you want to open the door, if you want your own key to exploring your own power, passion, purpose, I'm going to encourage you to check out what's going on with the Think Good Company right now. And there'll be more information about how to access those programs in the show notes, but I did want to speak to it because there is such a need right now for power and connection and peace. Those words are coming to me in, you know, they're coming to me and my ability is around connecting people and community to work through this kind of pain that we're all collectively feeling. So with that said, thank you for being here today. And as always, as always, I encourage you to think courageously. Thanks so much for your support um, and for your listening. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Think Courageously podcast with Deb Cummins-Stilato. I hope you enjoyed our show. My dream, my big dream is for us to start a movement, to start a movement of women who are willing to think courageously. And it starts right here. So I'm asking you a favor today. After you listen to the show, please go on to your favorite podcast player and leave a review. Leaving a review enables other women to find us and to share in the magic that our guests bring to the show every week. It's important, and it's important to the show's ratings and rankings. Secondly, if you have been motivated by what you've heard today on this show, please visit us at www.thethinkgoodcompany.com and learn about all the things that we do and all the services we offer to ignite potential in people and organizations. And finally, I'd love to invite you to my Facebook page, Think Courageously. This is a space where women come, to share their thoughts and their feelings about thinking courageously. I hope you enjoyed the show. And as always, I appreciate your support and I appreciate your intention to 
live a life of thinking courageously. Thanks again.